Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Raj Punjabi, head of identity content at HuffPost. And I'm Noah Michelson, head of HuffPost Personal. Welcome to Am I Doing It Wrong? The show that explores the all-too-human anxieties we have about trying to get our lives right. Raj, how many tattoos do you have? I've got about eight or nine at this point, but they're really small. You, sir, however, are about 90% tatted. I am. I spent 15 years. I didn't start till I was 30. Wow. Because my parents were so against it. Then my dad died. And then I went to my mom and I said, listen, I pay my own rent. I'm going to use my money for whatever I want. She was not happy. No, she wasn't having it. (laughs) But I still did it. And I love them. Yeah, my mom is listening to this right now and getting triggered by me talking about getting more (laughs) tattoos, for sure. But I feel like as many as we have collectively, we could still be probably doing it better. We definitely could. And so could the rest of America, because one in three people now have a tattoo in America. That means it's an opportunity for so many bad tattoos to be out there. I think we should coin the term bad two for bad tattoos. A bad two, yeah. Well, we're going to actually figure out a way to stop people from getting bad twos. And that's by talking to Virginia Elwood. She's one of the biggest and best tattoo artists in the industry. She's also my tattoo artist. She's done every single piece I have. And she's here to tell us how to do tattoos better. I cannot wait to talk to her. Let's do it. Hi, Virginia. Thank you for being here with us. Hi, Noah. I'm so excited to see you and Raj this morning. We are so excited to talk about my very favorite thing in the world, tattoos. Tattooing. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess to start, though, just tell us briefly why and how did you become a tattoo artist? What drew you to it? Well, just a quick synopsis. I, I moved out very young, like 15 or 16. And I was hanging out with like the older crowd and I was getting tattooed very young, you know, so I had an early introduction. My first tattoo is actually done by a one-armed biker (laughs) when I was 15. And I got a tribal pot leaf on my shoulder blade. (laughs) There we Um, go. So, yeah, I was kind of, you know, I knew tattooers. I... But I had wanted to be a professional dancer and moved down to New York. I'm from upstate New York in uh, 1997, I would say. And, you know, being a teenager in the city without any familial or emotional or financial support was really hard. So um, I moved to Boston 
tattooing in New York had just been legalized, I think in around 96 and tattooing in Boston a few years later. And when I moved there, I met Ramadan, who would become my teacher um, at a karaoke bar. Him and his wife used to go every week and we just became friends. And uh, he was opening up the first legalized shop in Boston. And it is called, it's still there. It's called Fat Rom's Pumpkin Tattoo. So, you know, I didn't go to college. I didn't really have that opportunity. And I didn't have a mind for that, really. I'm definitely been more of a, I think, a trades person mentality. Uh, I just didn't understand, like, you go to college for English, but then what do you do? You, like, work at a cafe? I, it didn't make sense to me. So Rom's shop happened to be right down the street for me. And I would just go every day I could. I was bartending at night and I would just go in and, and help. I wouldn't even really ask. I'd just start sweeping or whatever. They were building the shop. So, and that led to a front desk position when they opened, which led to my apprenticeship. You know, it was, it was on the cusp of being a popular thing, you know? So when I would tell people that I was apprenticing to tattoo, they would say, well, what are you going to do for money? You know, it really Mm. wasn't uh, like it is now at all. If people were like, what are you doing? I think Um, it's so crazy that number one, like tattooing was illegal. I was just going to say. Until 1996, 97 in New York City. That's only 30 years ago. Yeah. Less than 30 years ago. It's wild. We've had such a cultural shift in terms of tattooing. Where back then when you were starting, we didn't have Ink Masters. We didn't have Miami Ink. It wasn't this thing. It was still, I remember- the internet. Or the internet. And we didn't have professionals who had- you know, neck tattoos like we do now. Completely. I remember growing up in Wisconsin and my parents always said, like, if you had a tattoo, you were a scumbag or you were a criminal. It definitely indicated something in most of our cultures. Yeah. Yeah. We've come a long way. You've come a long way. I wonder also, what should people be thinking about if they want to get a tattoo, like getting their first tattoo? There's not really one headspace, you know, you just when I think when you know, you know, you know, I've even said to people like in the middle of stenciling, you know, putting the stencil on on the arm to show that what the tattoo is going to look like. And I can just sense that they're not they're not really there. And I'll say like, hey, you know, it doesn't seem like this is really what you want to do today. Like, let you know, yeah. let's wait and make sure you're fully comfortable. And I do think um, there is a calling, like a spiritual aspect to it for a lot of people. I know that in, in many indigenous cultures and in Hawaii, et cetera, there's so much, um, there's such a different perspective on tattooing. Mm. And I think as much as it's different in America, many of us have that kind of like, wait, I feel very spiritually connected to a concept, whether it's like a slice of pizza or a person in your family's name, whatever it is. It's very, I think that there is a calling. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. Absolutely. I mean, the desire to mark our bodies, um, you know, that's the great equalizer, I think. Mm -hmm. I consider tattooing such an equalizer. Since humankind has been recorded and from things that scientists have found, we've been marking our bodies permanently forever, you know, in one way or the other. And, you know, I'm only speaking for Western tattooing, i.e., you know, kind of America or, you know, parts of Europe. But I mean, that's a whole other podcast. But yeah, there is totally a spiritual aspect to it for some people. I don't know if necessarily all of them would call it that. But 
There's also, to be honest, people just want to get a fun tattoo and get a walk-in tattoo. And I think both ways are great as long as you're going to an artist that you trust. And it's such a spectrum, just like everything else. And you as the artist, I think it's your job to consider all the factors. Okay, so say you know you're ready for a tattoo, whether it's like kind of impromptu or you've been planning for a little while. Um, What do you advise people on you know, where to position it, you know, like, are are there any beginner, is there any beginner's advice that you give people? You know, I know I'm not giving clear, like, uh, binary um, answers, but um, if you're working with the right artist, they will take the time to help you figure that out. For me, especially uh, how I was taught I design tattoos that fit on each body part, even if it's something this small, you know, like we'll go over the placement. And, you know, if your artist isn't willing to do that, then maybe that's like a big question you should be asking yourself. One of the things I love about Virginia when I started to go see her is that you would do that with me and you would take like a lot of things into consideration. Number one, just anatomy. I never thought about like how much, how much it mattered to like where your muscles are. I wanted this alligator and I wanted it on my shoulder, coming over my shoulder onto my neck. And Virginia was like, you want to do your whole body. Let's save your back for a really cool back piece. And then she's like, the alligator would actually look better on your stomach. So then we put it on my stomach, you know, or I would, I would say things to her, like, let's put this here. And she'd be like, no, if you put that there, then we can't do something bigger later here. It was Mm -hmm. like a lot of like Tetrising. And Mm -hmm. I loved that that you you did that for me, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good, (laughs) that's an interesting way to think about it. Tetrising. Yeah. I mean, for me, tattooing is an exchange of energy. I have utmost respect for people who want to get tattooed by me because they're giving me a part of their body, which is extremely vulnerable, you know, and they're putting their full trust in me. So I always want it to be a collaborative thing. I mean, with with certain boundaries, of course, but... I was just telling Noah that I I truly feel like getting tattooed is a very intimate process. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone's yeah. like penetrating you with a needle and they're, you know, marking your body permanently. It's, it is very vulnerable. So how do we go about finding that person that we trust to do it? Yeah. Hard question. You know, um, the tattoo industry has changed so much. And I think for the better in a lot of ways, because I think there are a lot more tattoo artists who are trained in you know, trauma-informed consent. Um, that's not necessarily something I think a lot of artists are, are promoting on their Instagrams, but, you know, there's just so many different ways and avenues to go about finding someone. Um, I, I would say find someone whose work you absolutely love, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of mirrors something that you would want to get. You know, and I, I suppose I'm speaking more for bigger or custom pieces, but it could be a small piece. That could just be as easy as scrolling through their TikTok or Instagram, right? Just to get to know their style and work. Absolutely. So first thing I would say is find the artist whose style you really love and that just really speaks to you. Find a few and email them and meet with them. You know, some tattooers like me, I'm very guilty of it takes me forever to respond to emails, you know, but um I think through an email, I can get a very good sense of a person. And I certainly have a language and a voice that I use to speak with clients through email to help put them at ease and 
you know, just listen to your gut. Uh, if something's wrong, don't be afraid. You are not blood bound to get this tattoo. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, it, if it doesn't feel right, listen, listen to yourself. There was recently this huge scandal in the tattoo world about this woman in <gasps> Canada, a tattoo artist. And she was charging people for consultations where she would charge them like thousands of dollars just to draw the sketch of what they wanted. Mm -mm. And then they had to pay on top of that. And I was shocked because I've never heard of a tattoo artist charging just for the consultation or for the sketching. Is that a red flag for you, Verge, if someone is asking you to pay thousands of dollars just to have a consult? Uh, I mean, yes, without mm -mm. a doubt. I mean, she, she would charge 180 for the consultation fee And then she would have like a pricing system where it was like in the upper 2000s to have one design drawn with just one possibility of like changing things. And then if you wanted, if you weren't happy with it, you had to pay another like 2000 or something. And then that's not on top of the tattoo time. That's crazy. Yeah. It's scammy as fuck. Like grifters going to grift, <laughs> yeah. you know? Okay. So what should a dream consultation look like? Aside from being free. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, usually have some back and forth with my clients via email and I try to get an idea. You know, I ask them to send me maybe some reference photos if they have. And, um, you know, we work out just, you know, rough size, rough placement. And then, you know, not everyone needs a consultation. I always offer one in case they want to meet with me first, even if it's something I feel like isn't necessary. But for me... If you're going into a tattoo studio, look look at the surroundings. Is it clean? Are people mm. friendly? You know, when you meet with your artist, are they warm and kind to you? Do they explain the process? Do I really talk to my clients and prospective clients during a consultation to try to get to know them a little bit better and gauge, um, you know, there's a whole psychology behind it, trying to gauge their their level of nervousness, their level of, um, you know, being to able to surrender and kind of let me take control of the design, knowing that I would never make them get what I drew if they didn't like it. But and they should know what they're talking about and know what they're doing. You should really, really do a deep dive into whatever artist you choose. You know, do you feel respected? Do you feel heard? I was going to say that my first tattoo was when I was like 16 and a half or 17 in like a basement parlor of the West Village. I didn't do any research. I was just mad about something, wanted to get like a ragey tattoo. And I think tattoo parlor vibes have really changed over the past couple of decades because it was just like, don't give an F who you are. Just come in. It's kind of rough, like rush you through. And now it's, it's vibey yeah. for sure. And that's the thing too. Like the reason that I connected with Virginia is I went into a shop that she, where she was working and it was like a really reputable, amazing shop, mm -hmm. like dream people working there, but it was still pretty testosterone-y. <laughs> the San Francisco tree. It really was. And, <laughs> and I just was like, as a gay man and um, someone who's dealt with a lot of trauma in that way, especially from like really scary sure. dudes, mm -hmm. it was kind of intimidating mm -hmm. to say the least. And so I think what you're saying, like find someone who will respect you and, and that you vibe with, but also we have more options now. You can find people of color. You can find yeah. queer people. You can find people that feel like are a friend or will become a friend. And that's yeah. going to make all the difference. 
I feel like that's really important to me. Not every tattoo artist I've worked with, whether they are a person of color or not, has really taken into consideration my skin tone and how certain things will look on it. Um, I have only one tattoo that has color in it. And it's like, doesn't look great. You can't really see the color. The tattoo artist was young. The tattoo mm-hmm. artist didn't really care about where I put it and like what these colors might look like on my skin tone. And now that I work with, you know, ones that I've chosen really carefully, they'll be like, you know what? Do this one in like black and white and shading and whatever. And it'll look really great for where you want to put it. Like, what would you advise? How would you advise people of color to approach that, um, you know, regardless of who you are? Obviously, I can't even begin to understand, uh, you know, what they go through in their life. What really fucking sucks to me. Oh, am I allowed to swear? Yes, totally. (laughs) Okay. What really fucking sucks to me is that, you know, there's still this uh, prevalent myth that melanated skin can't have color in it. I still think that like I I still, you know, haven't seen it a lot of great tattoos on darker skin tones where the color is popping. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is the science of it where, um, you know, you, you put the ink into the skin and these little cells called macrophages, they come and like eat it and they decide, okay, this isn't a foreign matter that I have to get rid of. So it stays there. Those cells regenerate every seven years or so, and new macrophages come and eat that. I mean, that's a reason why tattoos fade and soften over time. I love science. um, Ah, this is so cool. Okay, (laughs) go on. I have done so many color tattoos on melanated skin. You just, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. My partner, my one of my business partners, Sophie Selavi, at our private studio this time tomorrow, which is in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Um, she actually uh, has a workshop available, you know, for purchase and and did a lot of work, you know, as um, a mixed race person herself. And I, I think that's kind of the gold standard. I love that. That's really mm-hmm. cool. It's a myth. It's, it's a racist myth. And it's born out of laziness, I think, in the past and just artists not being willing to try and just being like, no, your skin, your skin can't hold color, which is like very negative. It's a very negative connotation and thing to say to someone, even though there is the truth that your skin tone is, you see the tattoo through that. Right. So if you have less pigmentation or if you're not as melanated, then yes, the colors will appear brighter, but I mean, I, I've seen gorgeous, gorgeous tattoos on melanated skin that are full color. Well, this is really informative because I feel like I just need to go in not afraid to talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know, absolutely. This person should have photos in their book or photos online of, you know, color tattoos on melanated skin. I think as a client, um, tattooing, going into a tattoo shop can be intimidating enough as it is. Um, especially if you're, you know, perhaps marginalized in some way, like Noah said, like, you know, I'm queer, I'm gay, been with my wife for 16 years. uh, And it's weird. It's uncomfortable. (laughs) And that kind of goes back to doing doing the research. But, you know, I, I think it is on the client to really make sure that this artist knows what they're doing. Totally. Because you know, you, you can really damage the skin if you overwork it, um, melanated skin, especially. 
Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Am I Doing It Wrong? Can we talk a little bit about the pain of a tattoo? We definitely. She's talking okay. about the pain. So fun fact, I I have like, eight, like seven or eight small ones, right? Like real, like many of them are words, whatnot. They've all taken like half an hour to do. Or I, it, They hurt at the beginning when I first started getting them. Now I find them mildly pleasurable. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, Maybe it's because not for a long time, not a lot of shading. It's very simple. But there's um, something, you know, psychologists say that there's like emotional stages to getting tattooed. Like there's some euphoria, there's some adrenaline involved. I definitely feel a little bit of pleasure. Like I don't feel much of the pain anymore. But I'm going to get my first big one soon and then I'm going to talk to you guys. Where are yeah. you going to get the first big one? On my forearm. Okay. Yeah. I think... So there are also theories about like what parts of your body hurt more totally. and which don't. And and I call bullshit on some of that, but some of it's real. I will say, so I've been getting tattooed by Virginia for almost 15 years. Okay. I'm about 90% covered now. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I was the same way. I found it like exhilarating. I had the adrenaline. I had the endorphins. I could sit through stuff. My body doesn't do that anymore. It's like my body's like, I know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> you asshole, stop. <laughs> like, I'm done with you. And so mm-hmm. now it pretty much just hurts for me. Wow. And I'm, I'm a th- I think I'm a good sitter for the most part. You know, you're an incredible sitter. You're an incredible client. I get you through have, it. Besides our friendship, you have just always been one of my absolute favorite people to work with. And I'm just so honored that you've really given me your entire body. And you look cool as fuck, by the way. <laughs> you do. Thank you. But I have um, to say, and I don't mean this like as, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive to Virginia when I say this, but like, I don't look forward to seeing her for the <laughs> tattoo part because it hurts. And that's so interesting that it changes, but that's a cool thing about our bodies, right? Like it, they'll different. indicate to us like what they're into and what they're not into yes, at that time. For sure. But I would say... Personally, the parts that hurt the most are the ribs, the stomach, the chest. Mm. Virginia, I think you once told me that the body is actually like ingeniously designed where you have more nerve endings over parts where there are 
organs, like oh. your heart or your stomach or whatever. And because your body's basically saying like, there's something important under here. Yeah. Stop hurting it. Oh God. Which makes total sense. That's I think. awesome. Your I don't wrist know if that's too. true. I might've made that up. Okay. <laughs> I, I like the way it sounds. So, you know. Yeah. And I found that to be true. That and if Gwyneth I found, Paltrow can make stuff up health wise, so can we. Well, the, we're the new goop. Yes. But no, poop. I yeah. think <laughs> poop. <laughs> I think the torso was was the craziest. And then the other part I didn't expect to hurt was my ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the butt. Oh, Why shit, does the butt like- hurt so much? It's just meat. Like, it should just, I think, take the pain. But I also doesn't. have a butt tattoo, by the way. Did it yeah, hurt? It's a tiny one. That was my first one. Okay. No, this flesh over there. Why does it hurt? It really hurts. It really, really hurts. I'm also bony. I've got a bony butt. Oh, I got a little like- junk in the trunk, <laughs> which is, you know, always great for tattooing. That's good to know. Yeah. Do you think, Virginia, that pain is part of the rite of passage? Now people can get so many things to help with the pain. Yeah. There's lidocaine, pa- like um, yeah. gels to put on. Um, but I kind of feel like if you're going to get tattooed. Go hard or go home. The pain is part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just my opinion. There's probably a lot of artists who work more with numbing cream that, you know, would have uh, more to say. But just as a as an opinion, it is a rite of passage. You have to feel it. Otherwise, everyone, anyone could do it, you know? And a lot of people have tattoos now, but... Yeah. Just very directly, how should we show up to the tattoo studio just to have the most comfortable experience? As a client, I would say, you know, come in rested, you know, eat eat something before, for sure. You know, maybe not like right before, but at least an hour before. Like, make sure you get a meal. Bring a juice with you or bring some snacks or candy. Wear something comfortable. You know, wear something that makes sense for the part of your body you're getting tattooed. If you're getting your back tattooed, maybe bring a sweatshirt, a hoodie that you can wear backwards in case you get cold because that's common. People can tend to get really shivery when they get tattooed Mm. and or overheated. So expect to have your skin cleaned and shaved, even if it's on an area where you're like, ah, why, you know, my hip isn't hairy. What are you doing? You know, it's just part of the cleaning process. And then um, you'll go over the size with your artist. You'll go over placement. Um, A stencil will be made and put on and, that's your time to really use your voice because the stencil can be moved a million times. You know, some artists will get annoyed with that, obviously, but, you know, within reason, this is your, this is for you. You should, you're getting what you want. So it's a delicate balance. Trust your artist, pick an artist that you feel safe being vulnerable with that, that makes you feel held. Come in feeling relaxed, you know, and amped, whatever, you know. I'm going to add two yeah. things to that. Number one, take a shower before you come in. Like, Oh, God, thank you, Noah. Yeah, yes, your artist is going to be, even if it's your arm, like you just don't want to be a stinky person. This feels like a given. This feels like but a given. it's not. And some people <laughs> won't do it. But especially like if you're getting your butt tattooed that day, like. Wash your ass. Wash your ass before you come Definitely in. Definitely wash Ladies, your ass. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone <laughs> And else. the second thing I'm going to say wash is. When that stencil goes on, you want to look and like see how your body moves in front of the mirror, see if it looks good in all the ways. But if you have lettering, triple, quadruple check that it's spelled right. Oh, my God. I have a family member who got a Bible verse done and they spelled the name of the prophet wrong. Oh my goodness. And she had to like go get another like L somehow like 
you know, crowbarred into the tattoo yeah. after it was done to make it okay. Yeah. I love the idea of double and triple checking, not even just the spelling, but the way it looks too, because I have um, a Jay-Z line on my arm, can't knock the hustle. Mm-hmm. And when she first did it, it kind of, the A looked like a U because it's my handwriting. So it looked like cunt knock the hustle. <laughs> Which is, I had to go and yeah. get it fixed. A different, <laughs> it's like, a different approach. Yeah, di- different approach. <laughs> not my intention. I mean, now it's like literally the coolest word in the world, but right. it wasn't my intention. But yeah, look at it a thousand times. That's great advice. Yeah. Don't be self-conscious about looking in the mirror like five times no. before you get it done. I have a quick story about that. And this was from very, very, very early in my career. I learned to have the client write the name I don't ever write it. They Smart. write it or type it. Smart. And they, yeah. I know. And I'm like, triple check. Is this correct? Is this correct? But I don't write it. They have to write it. You know what I'm saying? And I had a client, this was so, so, so early on. And he was young. He was maybe 18 or 19 and, you know, was hanging around the shop, wanted to tattoo so bad. It saved up to get his mom's name in the middle of his back. Her uh-huh. name was Bridget. And the way he had spelled it, I was like, I just want to make sure that this is, you know, names are spelled differently, but this yeah. is a very unique spelling. I just want to make sure, uh, you know, I think he went home and checked or something and came back. And uh, so I did the tattoo on him and I saved the pieces of paper that he wrote on oh because my. a week later he came back with his older sister who was, like a an attack mode you know Mm -hmm. and was like ready to drag me out of the shop and beat me up for like taking advantage of her brother and thank god I was able to show like look at this is what he wrote I double triple checked it you know I asked him to but I I didn't misspell this this is what I was told you know and I fortunately was able to fix it for him but yeah I have so many stories about that (laughs) When you are heavily tattooed, you get a lot of questions from strangers all the time. Mm -hmm. And the one I get second or third most often besides like, how much does it hurt is how are you going to feel about this when you're 80? Oh God. And my- So good, damn it. That's how you should That's my answer always. They're like, you know, your skin's going to be saggy. And number one, I'm like, you're a stranger. Like, you don't get to say that to me. But like, number two, like, no, like- The thing I love about tattoos is that for me, it's a marker of where I've been and the things I've done and the people I've loved. And and like, we always talking about Virginia and I- We do talking about. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Virginia and I always talk about how like, this is a project. This is a story. This is a map. And like, um, even the things that, I have tattoos that you've given me that I don't love as much as other ones. Like 10 years later, I'm like, this one isn't my favorite, but I would never get rid of it. And it's because it reminds me of where I was at that point. It reflects your journey. That's beautiful. And so when I'm 80, I think I'm going to look at myself and think you had a really crazy, great life. And like you have it all represented on your body. Also, I've seen a lot of elders. I've seen many elders who are fully tattooed. I love it. And they look stunning. I, I stop people it. all the time, yep. especially women. I'm just like, girl, you yep. are killing it. Killing Absolutely. it. Yeah, that's something I never want people to it's worry about. It's a ridiculous about. myth. It's, it's, it's some kind of like um, just outdated, really offensive body shaming myth. Yeah, and, and I think it's, Ridiculous. The other thing I love, Virginia has the saying, it's for me. 
And yeah. I love that. I love it's for me because mm-hmm. so often I think people are like, who did you get that tattoo for? What does it mean? And sometimes literally it's just for me. Self-care. It's something I did for myself. And I think that that's a, a really cool way to think about it. I've often said like, I've never felt so much better about getting things off my chest than when I started putting things on my chest. It's like bloodletting and it's like this, it's really symbolic and it's really, like you were saying earlier, Raj, like it's spiritual in a way. As hokey as I think people might think that is, it's it's true. And once you've done it, I think you understand like marking yourself is, it's a rite of passage and um, it's really meaningful. If you know, you know. Yeah. After you get the tattoo and you're really excited about it, what do you need to do in order to make sure that it heals safely? In general, and like I said, everyone's different. You're going to get it bandaged. Sometimes artists are using um, tegaderm, like a second skin that is like a clear bandage that goes over tattoos. I'm open to that. I don't always use that because I tend to do bigger pieces that are very saturated and like tat juice just like builds up in this gross <laughs> bubble of this thing. And I think it's gross. Um, I usually say leave the bandage on for at least three hours. Sometimes if it's like the ditch or like the back of the knee, I'll, I'll say, leave it on, like sleep with it on so that you can constrict or restrict the movement of that joint. You're going to want to wash your tattoo really, really, really well um, after you've taken the bandage off, either in the shower or in the sink, depending on where it is. Um, you don't want to scrub it, but it, it will be painful. But you do want to make sure you get all of the plasma out. There may be like black and color that you're like, oh, my God, is my tattoo like seeping out of my body. It's just the plasma seeping out. It's part of the healing process. But what you don't want is that plasma to get stuck on there. That's why washing it really well is important. And then I say, pat it dry, let it air dry for a while. And then, you know, depending on what your artist recommends or what you're comfortable with, what you used in the past, if you've been tattooed, you take like the tiniest, tiniest little bit of like an aquaphor and just gently cover it. You don't cover it a little bit with the aquifer. You don't want to see it shine. It shouldn't look like there's a bunch of stuff on there. Really, the tattoo needs to breathe in order to heal. Putting too much stuff on can breed bacteria and, and just make your tattoo take longer to heal. After two or three days of the aquifer and washing it twice a day, I usually have people switch to a lotion. Again, don't pack it on. You want to avoid swimming. You want to avoid hot tubs. You want to avoid the sun. You definitely don't want to put sunblock on a tattoo. That's, I would wait at least a month even before putting sunblock on. Exercise classes, gyms, staph infection everywhere. No, no go, no go. (laughs) Skip the day or two of exercise or do it at home. And your tattoo will probably peel and flake a little bit. That's totally normal. It's, It's the new skin coming off. And your tattoo will get itchy. Try not to itch it. It's so tempting, but just slapping it helps a little bit. And tattoo, every tattoo is different. Some tattoos will look healed within a week and others will sometimes have raised areas of the line for a couple months or two. And sometimes that's um, a result of the artist. Sometimes it's just a result of the skin or the area. Um you know, touch-ups are somewhat common. Most artists offer touch-ups for free. I certainly do. Um, 
And just, yeah, if you have questions, reach out directly to your artist. If you ever notice it really scabbed and it's red around it and it's hot, that could be a sign of infection. And I would go to your doctor or an urgent care because there are things you can do to treat that. But I've also seen some tattoos that look like a gnarly, just gross alien scab heal to be perfect. So it's something you learn as you go down your tattoo journey, what works for your body. And, uh, you know, I, I have clients who have their own aftercare that they like and we discuss it and, but yeah, cleanliness, same thing with the, when you come into the studio, is the studio clean? Is, is your artist wearing gloves? You know, are the needles coming right out of the package because they are single use, you know? Um, I got my ears pierced at a tattoo shop in Minneapolis when I was 18. And the guy was literally eating a burrito while he, t- while he pierced my ears. Wasn't <laughs> wearing- used to smoke while they were yes. tattooing. I remember getting tattoos- and having like an ashtray right there. It's not like, good. You live and learn. We were also like washing our UPS packages at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. We, you live and learn. Anything goes. Yeah. As long as <laughs> yeah. you remember that a tattoo is an open wound for the most yeah. part. You yeah. know, I think you forget that. Like it looks great. But like you said, you, you shouldn't be swimming. You shouldn't, yeah. you know. Don't let your dog lick it. Yes. You know, common sense. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Virginia, for being here and for enlightening us on tattooing. I was so happy to be here uh, and such an honor and so much fun. You guys are both hilarious. Noah, Raj, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, it's time for Better in Five. This is your takeaway of the five biggest things we learned this episode. Number one, when you're ready for a tattoo, you will know. It's kind of like a calling. And if you aren't ready, wait till you are. Number two, once you know what you want, research tattoo artists, look at their social media and find someone who really speaks to you and what you want to get. Number three, the consultation is where the magic happens. Make sure you get all your questions answered and that you are authentically vibing with the tattoo artist. Number four, show up showered with a full belly and wearing comfortable clothes. Pain is going to be part of the process, but there are ways to mitigate it. So ask your artist. Mm -hmm. And number five, ultimately your tattoo is for you and you alone. As long as you love it, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Okay. So Noah, are you getting tattooed wrong? I don't think I am, honestly, because I have Virginia. She's my secret weapon. She wouldn't let me. She's the goat. She truly is. What about you? Do you think you've been getting tattooed wrong? I think the thing I'm doing wrong is not getting more tattoos immediately. Amen. It's been like two years since my last one. It's time. I'm so excited for it. I love that for you. Thank you. And what do you think about the remaining 10% of your body? Are you ever going to get that tattooed? So I want to get everything done, except for I'm not going to do my face unless I win the Powerball mm-hmm. and I have a billion dollars and I would never have to like get a job again. Yeah. And I'm not going to do my junk. Never say never. Never. My junk is beautiful the way it is. And also, ouch. I don't need any needles (laughs) down there. That's so real. Anyway, until next time, as long as there are things to get wrong, we're going to be right here to help you do them better. Protect your junk, y'all. Do you have something you think you're doing wrong? Email us at amidoingitwrong at huffpost.com and let us know.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 